0: Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books and I'm also an award-winning financial planner and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. Do you want to be financially free? If you're listening to this episode and you're, and you're worried about financial freedom or you're striving for financial freedom, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to discuss the steps as to how you get to financial freedom and what it's all about. Um, and today I'll be talking to my business partner, Theo Forster. So Theo, let's kick it off. What is this financial freedom thing?
1: Warren, I think that if you talk to people, if you talk to young people, old people, clients, to various friends, um, finances can be an incredible burden. It can keep you awake at night. It's something that we worry about. And the key is there's certain steps. There's certain ways. There's a methodology, and everybody can actually implement that. But they have to stick to a roadmap. It's like any other roadmap. If you leave from from Joburg to go to Cape Town or from Cape Town to go to Joburg, you need a roadmap, and then there's a destination. So let's start with a roadmap portion. What is financial freedom?
0: So I think there are three steps to me uh, to to financial freedom. The step one is you have to be debt-free. And we'll talk a little bit about what that means and what all, what are the kinds of debts, but, but that will be the, the, the first step. The second step is you're going to need to build up an emergency fund. And uh, and that's not your holiday fund or your new car fund or your new phone fund. That's literally for things when life goes wrong and life happens to you, that you've got enough money to to take care of that. And we'll discuss how, how much you should have in an emergency fund. And then the last step is building up enough investment capital so that when you've got money invested in, in various kinds of different investments, that the income from those investments will cover your lifestyle costs on a monthly basis. Once you've hit that th- that third step, That's financial freedom. And I think the important point here is it's possible for anybody. doesn't matter how much you earn. doesn't matter where you live in the world. It doesn't matter what your job is. doesn't matter how clever you are or what you've studied. Financial freedom is possible for everyone. It's not the same as being rich. And I think that's the important point to understand here because you just need enough money to cover your expenses on a monthly basis. That's that's the deal. So if you spend and you control your expenses, so you spend a little bit of money every month, you don't spend a lot, you can be financially free with a reasonable small amount of money. Whereas someone who spends a million rand a year, they need a lot more money to be financially free. And that's the difference between someone who's rich and someone who's who's financially free. So today, we're trying to, to get to the point of let's get to financial freedom. Let's not worry about being rich because that's that's a great goal to achieve. Very few people achieve it. Everybody can be financially free.
1: Now, now there's three steps here. And I think let's start with the first one. The first one is debt. Um, and I think we need to be careful Debt is not in all cases the exact same thing. There's debt that or that's, that's underlying to you being in a position to get a job. If you need a, a, a car to, 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 to get a job, obviously you have to incur debt. If you need premises for a business, you have to, might have to incur, incur debt. If you have to buy stock, you have to incur, incur debt. But that is almost productive debt. The debt that we're really concerned about here is consumer debt. Yeah. Um, and, and where does that fit in? How do you manage that?
0: So so if we talk about consumer debt, we're talking about things like credit cards, personal loans, overdrafts, uh, store card debt. When you go to, you know, a retailer gives you a, a card and they lend you money to buy stuff. Now, when you're buying stuff that has no value, in other words, you're buying uh, clothes or you're buying holidays or anything like that, something that you can't sell for more value than you you paid for it, what you know is that you've wasted your money. So so in our view, that's the first thing is we, we need to get rid of that and, and we would call that bad debt. So so you know bad debt that that just doesn't actually make money for you or doesn't grow in value, you know you're really going backwards very quickly. And to me, you know, debt, that kind of debt, I mean, I would call that a weapon of wealth destruction. That's the thing that, that most of us just can't get out of, out of the starting blocks. We just, we get debt and we just never get out of it. So, so when we're talking about financial freedom, if you've got a home loan or you've got debt um, that's manageable on a, on, on a car um, and you use your car to get to work every day, well, you know, that, that's debt that actually helps you earn an income. I understand that debt and, and, and debt on your home loan, no problem. If you've got a credit card that you haven't paid off, for a personal loan, don't worry about saving anything else. Get rid of that debt, because that's a thing that's growing against you at a far faster rate than any investment will ever grow in your favor. So, so that's the f- step one is get rid of that bad debt. If you get to the point where you've got rid of that bad debt and you've still got a home loan and you've got some car debt, but you're managing that and you're paying it down quickly, we can look at step two.
1: So uh, I just want to, there's one other point I think that is important is if you borrow money for your for for education or for studying that's also an investment that's good debt because the aim of that is to be in in a position to earn more income or to generate income so one must be careful education costs yes it's debt on paper but it's actually used to generate income and put you in a better
0: position. Absolutely. I think that's a, I mean, that's a really great point. It's anything that grow, improves your life, grows your life in a, in a positive way. And, and great clothes and great shoes and handbags are not improving your life, I promise you.
1: Warren Buffett, which is regarded as probably the world's best investor, has said on a number of occasions, the best investment you can make is in yourself, and that's education. The second one is, that is an emergency fund. Now, an emergency fund is not for buying a car or cell phone or a pen, as you said, but, but where does an emergency, is that for that car that you go to work with, if it needs a service urgently, is that what you're talking about?
0: Well, well, I think if you've got a car, um, uh, you need to start budgeting for services. So that that should be, uh, you know, that should be part and parcel of your normal uh, monthly spending plan. But, uh, but, for example, if something goes wrong in the car, you you, you know, you hit a pothole and you and you you lose a tyre, uh, and you don't have insurance for that, you clearly need to get a new tyre. You need that thing to make your car work, and you don't want to go and use your credit card now or some kind of a debt to to pay for that. That's what the emergency fund is for. Or if you're sitting, you know, in an apartment and your geezer bursts and now you need to pay the excess on your insurance that's what it's for it's for the things that you can't plan for but but any planned expenses and and really something like a car you need to budget every year you need to service that thing so that that should be part of your planned expenses but it's for the things that you simply can't plan for and what's so interesting is the moment you've got your emergency fund it's amazing how how emergencies don't happen to you anymore but when you don't have the gap when you don't have that that facility that's when life happens Now, when people ask us, how much should we have in our emergency fund? I think uh, it it should be a function of your expenses. In other words, if you spend 10,000 Rand a month, then I think you need to have somewhere between three months worth of expenses and six months worth of expenses. So if you're spending 10,000 Rand a month, make sure that you've at least got 30,000 Rand saved up. It should be in a money market account or a savings account linked to your banking profile, for example, that you can access quite quickly, but it still earns you some interest. um, And you use that for emergencies. If you've got a a predictable income. In other words, you earn a salary every month, and, and everything looks okay. Three months is fine. If you're a if you're self-employed or you're a freelancer or something like that, um, or your your employment looks your income from your employment looks a bit variable, then maybe go for six months worth of, of expenses. But that's your minimum. Three months up to up to six months is a is, is a good range.
1: So we've covered the first point is to. Um To make sure that you get rid of all your debt, specifically your bad debt. The second point is get an emergency fund. And we're getting closer to the destination now. We're getting to the third point. How would you approach that?
0: So the interesting thing about step one and step two is that I think about eight out of every 10 South Africans can't get past step two. They can't get to the point where they're debt-free and have an emergency fund. So what you need to know is that's 80% of the deal. If you've got to the point where you're debt-free and you've got an emergency fund, you're doing better than 80% of your peers in in the whole country. So the third step is probably the most exciting one. This is where you start to put money aside on a monthly basis that goes into investments. And those investments typically will be things that are growing at a rate faster than inflation. In other words, you're buying shares and you could buy those shares via, um, via an index or via unit trust or something like that. Uh, and then you're buying property, but for example, those would be property companies, property unit trusts, property in, index investments, or it could be a property that you're renting out to someone else. It doesn't have to be a property that, that you own or that you live in, I should say, but something that's growing faster than inflation. And it's getting the right mix of those investments. And once you've started those investments, that they start to grow on themselves. One of the banks talked about you know where your money makes money babies. And that's exactly what we're talking about now is it's allowing that, 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 that investment to start generating some income, some growth. And what you're aiming for is to, to get to the point where, let's use our example of the 10,000 rand a month. You've got investments that generate enough income for you so that you can draw 10,000 rand a month from your investments while they are still growing so that you can live without having to earn a salary. And that, that gets us over the line. That gets us to financial freedom. And the important point there is don't allow your expenses to be so high that you then have to spend a lot more on on getting that that financial freedom point, getting a lot more capital. If you spend low, that means you can get to financial freedom more quickly.
1: Warren, if you recap, and, and I'm asking, let's recap, but with another aim. Let's recap and tell us about people that actually got it right. Can it be done? And how did they approach it?
0: You know what's so interesting about this is uh, uh, I think that um, the the people that achieve this the quickest, and there are lots of people that have achieved this. You know, if you're you're listening to this episode, go and search the FIRE movement, you know, the Financially Independent Retire Early Movement. There there are millions of people around the world and in South Africa that have got this right because what they do is they start to live more simple lives. They they live a very basic life. Uh, The luxuries they control, especially while they're building up their their, their capital. But it's, it's possible to do for thousands and thousands of people. And I think, you know, if you're young and you're looking at this and you're just starting out, I think the, the the earliest you can get this is probably by about the age of 35. For people that are past the age of 35, don't lose hope. It just means you need to start now and get going. But, yes, it's it's absolutely possible for for all of us. And, and I guess just to summarize, if you're saying we should recap, the three steps – Get yourself out of the bad debts, the short-term the short the short-term credit cards, personal loans, overdrafts. Get to debt-free as fast as you possibly can. Then build up your emergency fund, three to six months' worth of your expenses in a money market account. And then finally, get to the point where your investments can generate enough income to cover your monthly expenses on a, a, a over the long term. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.